stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. To those guests who've just joined us, welcome. Our next stop is the Magic Kingdom. For those of you standing, please hold on to the handrails throughout our journey and stay clear of the door. Stay, 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 stay clear of the door. Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching our station at the entrance to Main Street, USA. Welcome aboard the Morning Monorail Podcast. This is Justin Monorail, and I am back once again with another brand new episode of the Morning Monorail. But I am not alone. My dear friend and yours, the star of the Morning Monorail Podcast is with us once again. It is Landon, the Dawsdone. Landon, welcome back to the Monorail. Hi, everybody. Once again, coming to you from the isolation station of love. It's me. It's Landon. And you call me the star. While I do appreciate the compliment, I don't know if that's necessarily true, Jay. See, I feel the star of the Morning Monorail podcast is the friends that we've made along the way. (laughs) They are the stars. (laughs) I appreciate all of those people, the friends we've made already, the friends we are yet to make through this wonderful podcast. But Landon, it's true. You can't deny it. People love the Dawes. They're here for the Dawes. I'm just the straight man. I bring us, you know, I, I put us on the rails. I take us from station to station. You're the one that brings the fun. Be honest. You know it's true. Well, we all have to play to our strengths. You are quite the good straight uh, straight man. Uh, I try to bring the comedy. And Zoe, as you're hearing in the background, <laughs> is bringing the beloved purple bone. She brings the squeak toy. Uh-huh. So, uh, so have fun editing around that. <laughs> no, I don't. I never do. She Because it's impossible. Well, it's... That's part of the reason. The other part is that's what makes us us. You know, it's a little bit of that character that people just love about the show. We're real. We're sitting in our houses. We're just hanging out. We got dogs. Get used to it. That's right. (laughs) We're part of the dog percent. Okay. The the what? (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to apologize for it unless the dogs really just like make a. Uh, barking full of themselves, and then maybe we'll apologize for it. I don't yeah, know. and then, then we'll edit around. <laughs> yeah. Look into getting a dog. Dogs are awesome, and I'm not afraid to say it. They're very good. They make you smile. Mm-hmm. Well, something that makes me smile is Walt Disney World news, and we're going to talk about it today. <laughs> Heck of a transi- uh, transition there, Jay. Thanks. Yeah, I've got several articles. I know I planned way too much for the show, as I typically do, so we'll see how that goes. I also want to talk a little bit about the weekend that was because I had a couple interesting experiences that I would like to share here on the show. I feel like that's what we're here for after all. Mm-hmm. Especially if it was an interesting experience. Absolutely. And then we will wrap the show up today with another rousing edition of Landon's segment. What's it called? Fast Pass? Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing so good and I went blank. My goodness. That was fun. Oh, well. But yes, you're the one who gets to say it because it's your thing. And uh, we've got another good one today. It's going to be interesting to see how people answered because this one you, you put a little bit of a twist on. Yeah. I did. And I don't think uh, 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 I realized that until I saw it posted. It's like, oh, I think I could have done a much better <laughs> job phrasing this. You, you turned it on its head, but that's OK. People figured yep. it out, I think, for the most part. I will say people took 
it uh, however they interpreted it, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So uh, this will be a very interesting edition of Fast Pass Stand by Snack Break. Either way, it's going to lead to interesting conversation, and that's <laughs> that's yeah. what gets the people in the seats, and that's why they stick around and, and love to ride on the Morning Monorail podcast. So let us tarry no further. We shall begin. This is episode 161 of the Morning Monorail. Today is June 28th, if you're listening to it on Monday, as it has dropped 2021, we are wrapping up the month of June. That means by the time you hear us next week, Skelligummy Chicken Nugget will have celebrated a birthday. So I feel like it's worth bringing that up. You need to update the programs. Another driver will be on the road by the time you hear this. Um, Oh, Lord. The big sweet 16. Yes, it's true. Although I will tell you, Chicken Nugget has no interest in getting a license or being on the road at this point. So... We'll see. It, it's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen right away, at least. But uh, but yeah, exciting stuff. July is going to bring um, a lot of good things back to the parks. We already talked a little bit about fireworks, and we're going to talk a little more today. One thing before we get into the news, I did want to mention, because I saw it shared on the social media this morning, that last night, Disney started testing Happily Ever, Fu- Happily Ever After fireworks in the Magic Kingdom once again. And people were watching from the resorts. They were pumping in the music, and there is video mm-hmm. evidence that Tinkerbell flew last night. Yeah, yeah, I saw that video too. Put a smile on my face seeing the uh, Tink take flight. Oh, man, it, it really got me in the feels too. It was funny. I knew that just watching the video would probably make me choke up. People were saying, oh, this video made me cry when they were sharing it. And I was like, all right, well, here we go. <laughs> so I so I hit play on the video, and it did not disappoint. And, of course, the thing that got me, knowing that Tinkerbell was going to fly, was hearing how everybody went nuts when it happened. It was like, it, I guess no one expected that that was going to happen. And so when Tink soared from the top of Cinderella Castle... Everybody that was standing, I, I guess this may have been maybe at the beach at the Polynesian or, or possibly Grand Floridian, I don't know. But there was just this huge cheer. And it's like, I think it's like, it's going to be crazy. Like, imagine that, but when it is officially, officially back and people are like watching it live again for the first time in the parks, that emotion is just going to be off the charts, I think. I mean, you just talking about it and thinking about it and looking back on the video I watched last night. I, too, watched it from from people at the beach. I'm going to say, Polly, you can say uh, you can say the. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, The hair on my arm is standing up just thinking about it. Like we talked about it a few weeks ago, how some people are into the whole Disney fireworks and they, they don't consider a day complete in the parks without seeing that nighttime spectacular. And, and, and we've talked about how I'm a fireworks honk. My mom's a fireworks honk. <laughs> so people are ready to stare at the sky and watch big old explosions. And the yeah. fact that we are on the verge of it returning to the most magical place on earth is just so awesome. Yes, absolutely. So you know, if you want to see happily ever after maybe uh, maybe book a trip in the uh, next coming months. <laughs> That's true in the summertime. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about that as we go. But yes, Happily Ever After will be back starting July 1st officially, along with Harmonious in Epcot. So, not Harmonious, sorry, Epcot Forever in Epcot. They're bringing back Harmonious? No, they're not bringing... Eventually, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get Harmonious. Um, but yes, uh, ha- Epcot Forever is the thing that we will have until October. <laughs> so... Uh, July, August, September. We got three months of happily ever after. 
I mean, catch it while you can because, as we'll talk about, it may be this may be its final run, but we'll see. Yeah, it, it turns out happily ever after is only about twelve more weeks, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, I wanted to share this from the weekend because this was something that uh, I didn't know, and I feel like I should have played. I started. I should have dropped in like a song from the weekend when I said <laughs> I want to play this from the weekend. Um, something happened for us on Saturday that I didn't actually think was possible, especially like on a busy day in Hollywood studios. We were gathering with friends, some that wanted to be mentioned, some that don't want to be mentioned. So I'm just going to share that we were gathering in the name of our friend bartender Bob's birthday, uh, met up at baseline. Everything worked out nicely in terms of timing. We, we all arrived at baseline tap house around the same time. This was a change. All the tables are now open at baseline. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thumbs up. That that definitely helps. It's good, but still not enough room. (laughs) Luckily, we were able to get a large, like, it was like almost a double, like, bar height uh, picnic bench kind of thing um, that we were able to to get for the group. So it worked out for us. But what did Sam just go stand behind somebody, fold her arms, and just. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. She flexed flexed a little bit. (laughs) Don't you all need to be over there? You know, over and there, showing yeah. <laughs> biceps. I don't know why Sam turned into Macho Man. But. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought that was good. I mean, we've talked before. Baseline is so popular at this point that they really need to consider expanding that patio. And mm-hmm. um, until they do, they need they definitely needed uh, to open up the tables. I mean, I know everybody likes the storefronts in front of. Uh, or I guess across from Muppet Vision leading into Galaxy's Edge, maybe they should start expanding Baseline Tap House into some of those storefronts, like like either open open them up or knock them down and build more patio space. Because, I mean, you just said it. Baseline Tap House has turned into this, like, must-see or must-do attraction when you're in Hollywood Studio. And even with the, I guess, addition of full tables, it sounds like it's still kind of contentious getting a spot yeah. to uh sit and enjoy your uh, your beverage and your charcuterie plate yep love the love the charcuterie at baseline tap house um i found out a secret yesterday this is not on the menu but i wanted to share it and this was something that wisdom that was imparted to us by allison at wdw minibar we got to meet up with her in the parks yesterday apparently you can ask them to add a shot or a double shot of vodka to the black cherry soda that they have at Baseline Tap House. Ooh. Yeah. So we did that. <laughs> we did that yesterday. And it is it is delightful, I can tell you. I actually went with the Blood Moon Orange Cider. Um, or the Blood Orange Cider. Why did I call it Blood Moon? I guess I'm thinking about werewolves um or, or or you're thinking about old school magic enchantments so uh so by the way all your non-basic lands are just mountains now. yeah exactly <laughs> but but um yeah i tried the 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 blood orange cider it was very very good but uh, uh several people uh decided to do the what we're calling the monorail special i we we <laughs> thought about going in and just telling them we'll take the monorail special but we didn't think they would know what we were talking about can you really call it the monorail special if you just said and, and allison taught us this allison said we should name it the monorail special oh, it was okay. her idea well, well, if she signs <laughs> off on it, I just wanted to give credit where credit was due. Yeah. So, so anyway, maybe next time we'll just start saying we want that uh, we want that black cherry soda with vodka. You know, the monorail special, and and eventually we can just say monorail special. So, 
The other thing I wanted to talk about was we decided to try our hand at walking up to Ogus just to see right. if we could put our name on the list and Why? see what happened. So we go. We had a. We, by the way, at this point, we had a group of seven. So this wasn't a small group. We walk over to Ogus. Sam goes and talks to one of the cast members in front, and we're just kind of like at this point. I had a nice boozy blue milk that I was sipping on. Uh, I think. Uh, bartender Bob was trying the green milk for the first time, or no, he also went with blue because I talked him out of the green. Um, no, what? What the hey? I'm Team Green over here. Well, I can tell you another per- another person that was with us tried the green and threw it away because they couldn't finish it. Well, that person is wrong. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not I'm not alone in saying I don't like the green. I know some people do. I know some people prefer it. It's just for me, the blue is is my thing. But. Um, so Sam starts like kind of waving to us and they're like, Hey, they say the wait's an hour, but they can put us on the list and uh, we might get in there. So we put Bob's name down, gave him a cell phone number. They said, the catch is you can go off and do whatever you want. But if we text you to say your table's ready, you got to be here within 10 minutes. So we, so we started kind of contemplating on, well, should we try to get in a line? Uh, Smugglers run at that point. The line was 40 minutes. We would have had a full cockpit. We actually had one too many. So we decided not to do that. We thought about going to save the Muppets and we were like, okay, let's do that. We can go save the Muppets. That's not a long wait. Maybe it won't quite be an hour and this will work out nicely. So on our way out of Galaxy's Edge, we stop at the restroom. As we are leaving the restroom, we get the text to come back to our table. It was like, shut up. Really? It was like 15 minutes. Oh, my God. And we got into Ogas with a group of seven and no reservation. Middle of the day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that worked out. So I'm just <laughs> I'm just here to tell you, this is another example of it never hurts to ask the question. I know that people, you know, you, some, some of you set up your use that touring plans tool, the reservation finder. Some of you do the just refreshing all the time, trying to get those Ogas reservations. And they're so, mm-hmm. so hard to come by. Yes. Um, you might as well just walk up and give it a try. I can tell you that while we were in there, there was a whole booth that never got used. A whole booth that they never put anybody in. There were always open tables. And it makes me wonder, are they are they still kind of trying to limit a little bit of the capacity in there? But if people want to walk up and maybe come on in, they've got some space to fit some people in. Huh. So, just a little tip. Wow. If you're in Hollywood Studios and you didn't land that Oga's reservation, go ask. It doesn't hurt. That is insane. I didn't, A, I didn't know that that was an option, just walk up, and B, the fact that it happened in 15 minutes for y'all. It was like 15, 20 minutes we got the text and we were like, let's go. What was the the crowds like uh, uh, in Hollywood Studios? Was it, was it, did it feel like a full crowd? Did it feel like half what? Here's the interesting thing about that. On touring plans, it said the crowd was a one out of ten in Hollywood Studio. When we were in there, all the lines were like relatively long for the attractions. So like, but it didn't feel crowded in in a lot of the general spaces. It was really a strange thing. I I can't I can't really um, uh, reconcile why it was like that. But like for example. Uh, the wait for Tower of Terror, and I know this isn't terrible, but it was never below 45 minutes while we were there. Uh, Slinky Dog was an hour or more the whole time we were there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smuggler's Run was around 40, 45 minutes the whole time. Um, so, and Mickey and Minnie's, when we first got there, it was only 25 minutes, but it kind of gradually increased as we were there. And we got there around 3, 
um, got to Hollywood Studios around three. So, so this was after everybody had the option to yeah. park hop elsewhere yes. or park hop to Hollywood Studios if they wanted to. Yes, exactly. So I don't know. It, it was strange. And we were talking to some people because we did uh, take the Skyliner after we were done at Hollywood Studios because we decided to do a little Skyliner bar, bar crawl, which, by the way, probably going to be some bonus content on the Patreon. <laughs> uh, going to talk about that Skyliner bar crawl. Maybe Bartender Bob wants to make his podcast debut. We can do a little Ooh. yeah, do a little chat about what we what we did on that Skyliner crawl, but um, I would pay some Disney dollar dues to hear that. <laughs> yeah, um, I think he's willing. We've discussed it before, so I'll have to chat with him. But um, we were talking with because they are mixing groups on the Skyliner now, and we were talking with them, and they said kind of the same thing. Like it's weird the park when you're walking around, it didn't feel full, but the lines were long. Hmm. Not sure what the deal with that was. So I don't know. I'm just saying, even if it is a busy day, it doesn't hurt to ask. What what are they going to tell you? Sorry, we can't no. put you on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't ever give up, young Padawans. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just right. took a very, uh, very positive, inspirational turn. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That- Seniors, you're at a crossroad in your life. <laughs> Wear sunscreen. <laughs> that was my weekend recap. So I just wanted to mix that in a little bit. We've got a lot of, of things that I could go into great detail about, but we don't quite have time for them on the show proper here. Here's some things that I could be talking about, and we'll probably make some bonus episodes and content for that Patreon. We went to Skipper's Canteen for lunch. This was my second time, Sam's first time. Very good experience. Happy to share it. We also finally tried the Cheshire Cattail. Ooh, ooh. We finally got really it. That's really good. We finally got it. So... More and more stuff we can talk about. I did try to make a video about the Cheshire Cattail, and um, my plans fell apart on me because we ended up rendezvousing with Jocelyn and her family to celebrate Mackenzie's birthday. She's a yeah. stitch. She's a stitch birthday child. She's a six two six birthday. Oh, that's awesome! Very cool. Happy birthday, Mackenzie! Yeah. So uh, we did meet up with them, and we ended up having to move and eat the Cheshire Cattail instead of sitting down to do a, a nice review. So, so I didn't get to do it. But anyways. Um, again, content most likely to drop on the Patreon later. Something I can't forget to do is a little Patreon shout out because we did get three new patrons over the last wow. week. Yeah. We're blowing up. Going crazy over here. Happy to have you. So a big thank you to our three new patrons. First of all, Amanda. I, Amanda May 06. Thank you, Amanda May 06. Happy to thank have you. Thank you, Amanda. Woo. My favorite member of the Monorail family. <laughs> Uh, coming in at number two is J.R. Lackey. Thank you, J.R. Lackey. Yeah, J.R., my favorite member of the Monorail family. And finally, our third new member of the Morning Monorail Patreon family is Emily Pinner. Thank you, Emily. Ooh, yeah, Emily, number three, but number one in our hearts because she is my favorite member of the Monorail family. We appreciate you all so much. Thanks. Thank you for <laughs> joining Um Lots more content as we roll into the month of July is going to be popping up on that monorail Patreon. So watch out. If you remembered, yeah, June was just kind of a teaser of things to come. July is where the monorail really picks up some steam. Mm-hmm. Or I guess speed, because monorails really don't run on steam. speed. I feel the need for speed. Well, I, I'm looking forward to it. I, I know I've got, I've actually started making a big list of kind of bonus episode content. And we're going to go through all that stuff at some point. Landon and make some decisions about what we want to do, but mm-hmm. lots and remember, of we're unlocking a new tier for a thousand dollars a month. <laughs> we'll do a nine-hour podcast. <laughs> 
Yes. It, For a thousand dollars a month. But you, yeah. That's modern tier unobtainium. I did agree to this, so I'm going to have to stick to it. But uh, <laughs> it was said on a podcast, and I mean, as we know, if it was said on a podcast, it's true. Honestly, and honestly, and the, legally binding in 36 of the 50 states. The way we tend to go on and on, we're so long winded. Like nine hours would probably not be so bad. Although I feel like we would get, we'd hit a wall at some point. Like after four or five hours, it'd be like, holy crap, we we're only like halfway done. <laughs> That's when we would break out the cocaine. That's true. <laughs> Podcasting power juice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get to some of the headlines. Uh, we're already 20 minutes into this new episode, so uh, we're going to hit some of these headlines. We got some big ones to talk about this week. First and foremost, I just wanted to mention this just because, Landon, this affected you more than it did me, but boobash capacity massively increased. Most sold-out dates are now available again, and this is according, according to blogmickey.com. Um, on June 25th, uh, Disney just, you know, no announcement, no, unceremoniously, all of a sudden there was new capacity available for the Boo Bash Halloween event on most of the previously sold-out dates. Not Halloween, but, uh, or um, August 10th, also opening night, still so, sold out. But otherwise, capacity seems to have increased. How are you feeling about that, sir? Um, I am a little disappointed in this development. Now, we still don't know. Uh, it has been speculated maybe this was just a glitch in the system. We don't know how many uh, tickets have been added to each night. But at the same time, we already talked about before tickets went on sale when this was just announced that this was a high price point. But people were saying, okay, it is a high price point, but think of it as an after hours event. And one of the perks of it after hours event is reduced park capacity so you're not having to deal with what feels like a general day at the magic kingdom you know wall-to-wall people but with this that kind of takes away one of the selling points yeah. and this is a non-refundable item so if you're locked in guess what if you're in for a penny you're in for a pound at this point so yeah. i'm hoping that if if this if they really did add ticket availability for these sold out nights they didn't you know decide to double the size of what they were already going with i'm, I'm really hoping they maybe added just like 50 maybe 100 i know that's highly unlikely but i mean i think disney themselves kind of underestimated the response that they got for boobash because we talked about the fireworks people are chomping at the bit ready to get back and see fireworks i think people were also ready and excited and willing to pull the trigger on getting back to a special event, an after hours event to celebrate a holiday. Yeah. Okay. We're not getting Mickey's not so scary, but we're getting boobash. So I think Disney knew people wanted to come back and do stuff like this. I don't think they realized the extent that people wanted to, and the extent people would be willing to pay that yeah. high price point, but I'm not exactly thrilled with this as somebody who bought in literally day one, go back a couple weeks ago. I called in literally 200 times before I got to just get on hold, let alone speak to somebody to get me and my mom's tickets for Boobash. But I mean, we're still going to make the best of it. But at the same time, the fact that it isn't going to be as reduced capacity does kind of aggravate. Yeah, I think that's a legitimate concern. I think... You know, we've had some people, as we've talked about this, like on the Discord and on the Facebook group over the last week or so, some people have like chimed in with some thoughts. One of those being maybe staffing has increased and that's allowed them to allow more guests to visit for the Boobash than what they thought they could. That's fair. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they brought back the college program. Certainly that could impact how many people they allow in the park for the after hours event. The other thing is, according to our friend Lee over in the UK, lots of residents of the UK had to return Boobash tickets because they're not going to be able to travel during these time frames. And those tickets were refunded to those people because this was something that they couldn't handle. That is an extenuating circumstance. Yeah, yeah. Here. So, you know, is it possible that those were released back, you know, into circulation? Mm. Sure, that's possible as well. However, if it's true, and I know this is kind of a clickbait kind of a headline saying massively increased. If, if it's true that that was massively increased, I just can't imagine that that was driven by returned UK tickets. Um, entirely, or increased staffing. And our friend Marissa also pointed out, you know, part of the thing that was helping people feel a little bit better about the high ticket prices for this event was that it was more of an after hours, not a not so scary. And not so scary tends to have higher capacity than the after hours event. Well, lots of people, yeah. If you start adding more people in, you're going towards the, you know, that direction of the capacity of a not so scary, but not offering things like, new fireworks, new stage shows, anything like that. It's like, well, that diminishes the ticket value a little bit. So I th- I think, in all fairness, we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes. I think it's somewhat of a bad look. And if I were you, if I was a person like you, Landon, who had boobash tickets, I would feel a little bit upset knowing that the capacity is increasing in some way. Because that value really is driven by the fact that, you know, it's such a controlled capacity event and you can do so much without having to wait. All that is, you know, that's what that's the that's the main selling point, really. One thousand percent. Yeah. So I, I think it's I think it's fair to criticize, but I do think that there are good points out there that balance it out and maybe give you a little hope that maybe it's OK. And we'll just we'll just have to wait and see. I can't wait for you to go and report. How much fun you had? Because I'm sure you're going to have a blast. Yeah, I mean, like I said, me and my mom, we're still going to this. My mom, whenever I bring up anything Disney, she always mentions how excited she is for Boobash. So chaps might be a little roughed with this announcement, but at the same time, we in the Doan household are still very much looking forward to the Boobash. Yeah. Well, I did mention uh, they aren't going to have special fireworks for Boobash. However, there was a big firework announcement this week. On June 22nd, the Disney Parks blog released a article that told us that there will be two new nighttime spectaculars starting on October 1st and a, on October 1st and a daytime show coming to Animal Kingdom. So if you want to go back, rewind, I think even just a week ago, I think Speculation Nation over here decided that more than likely Harmonious was going to debut on October 1st. That's kind of where our feelings were on that. We were correct. Yep. Speculation station two for two. Yeah. We nailed that one. So for sure, they have announced officially that Harmonious will begin October 1st. The other thing they announced is that Magic Kingdom is receiving a new show for the 50th anniversary called, get this, Disney Enchantment. Mm. from the same people that nailed that, that named creation shop in, in Epcot <laughs> Disney. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't, yeah. Doesn't exactly grab you like, like happily ever after or, or heck even wishes. Yeah. It's not a great name. Um, however, it is, it does sound like it's going to be an exciting show. 
There will be new music, enhanced lighting, stunning fireworks, and for the first time, immersive projection effects that extend from Cinderella Castle all the way down Main Street, USA. Yeah, that sounds awesome. And the yeah. artist uh, concept uh, that they put out of this, of this golden wave washing down Main Street, USA, like if this gets pulled off with the way they're they're selling it and they think it's going to look, I think this could be phenomenal. Oh, yeah. It looks fantastic. Now, mm-hmm. here's the here is the piece of information that we have to weigh when we're thinking about this new Disney Enchantment show. Does this mean Happily Ever After will be permanently retired once Disney Enchantment starts on October 1st? Hmm. I mean, I definitely think we have to ask that question because it's a real possibility and and as we discovered in last week's fast pass stand by snack break a lot of people think very highly of happily ever after so it's kind of surprising that disney could just be pulling the plug on happily ever after i'm still in the camp until we get that report that and they start pitching it's like come see happily ever after one last time uh during the month of uh september or whatever leading up to october 1st i'm still of the mindset that happily ever after is just kind of going to take a hiatus Mm -hmm. while disney enchantment has its you know uh day in the sun so to speak because you have to remember the 50th anniversary it's being pitched as an 18 month event yeah so uh dis uh walt disney world already has in mind like we're, we're gonna run our 50th stuff from this to this date i think it's a very real possibility that happily ever after is just taking an 18 month break because like like we talked about this is a very beloved show but at the same time i mean like disney has taken away beloved stuff before so yeah i'm still of the mindset happily ever after is just you know uh taking a break and we'll be back until we hear all right this is it yeah and I think a lot of people are with you in, in hoping the same thing. I my my perspective on this comes from I know that Disney is building new perimeter launch points for the fireworks show, so that the fireworks are going to come from kind of like all around you when you're if you're in the hub or on Main Street watching the show. And then they've added the new projection stations that are going to be fueling this cool projection that goes down Main Street. So at the very least. Maybe when they bring back, if if and when they bring back Happily Ever After, it's a plus Happily Ever After that includes mm. the new effects. I, I think that is a very likely outcome because, I mean, I don't think, even though this is a big deal, the 50th anniversary, I don't think Disney's going to pour all this money into a show that'll run for just 18 months and then put everything back in the closet and be like, all right, well, time to dust it off and just start doing Happily Ever After again. Yeah. Yeah, it'll come back bigger and bigger, better than ever. I'm sure that Tinker Bell is still going to fly. She'll probably be playing have two Tinker Bells. <laughs> two Tinker Bells. <laughs> we'll probably see her fly during Disney Enchantment. I don't think they can take that part away. People love it too much. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I, I don't want to. I'm not looking at it as a bad thing because I think the the main thing we learned from our discussion last week is that. Disney has continued to top themselves and improve those nighttime spectaculars with each new iteration of the show. There's no reason to think Disney Enchantment would do anything different. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's going to be amazing. And we're all going to cry. So, <laughs> you know, I'm already crying right now, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, I cried just talking about testing happily ever after. So <laughs> we all know where I'm at. But, um, The last piece of this announcement was that there will be a new daytime show in Disney's Animal Kingdom 
it will be called Disney Kite Tales, and it will Woo. come, come alive. <laughs> Sorry, I stepped on that. It will come <laughs> come alive several times daily at the Discovery River Amphitheater beginning October first. Performers will will fly wind catchers and kites of all shapes and sizes while out on the water. Uh, elaborate three-dimensional kites, some stretching to 30 feet long, will depict Disney animal friends, including Simba, Zazu, Baloo, and King Louie. Oh, it will be an uplifting, vibrant experience, according to the Disney Parks blog. I'm looking forward to that. I think it's cool that Animal Kingdom is getting something like that. Though, part of me laughed during this announcement. It's like, all right, Epcot, you're going to get a new fireworks show on October 1st. Magic Kingdom, you're going to get a new fireworks show on October 1st. Animal Kingdom, you're getting an awesome daytime show. Hollywood Studio is going to be open, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People are wondering. Hollywood Studio, you sit in the corner and just be happy we gave you back the pre-show for Mickey and Minnie Runaway Railway. Don't make me turn this car around, young man. I know. People are really wondering when Fantasmic is going to come back. I know know they're doing work on the show and and the theater, and hopefully it'll be back soon. But uh, that is it is odd that at this point Mm -hmm. we don't have any kind of announcement for Hollywood Studios. But, um, yeah, I, I think the Kite Tales looks cool. I think that what they learned from Epcot Forever was people really thought that the kites being pulled by jet skis was a cool idea. They enjoyed seeing that. Um, I don't know if it'll have the same kind of effect during the day, but I'm sure it's going to look fun and interesting. Um, But they had to, you know, we talked about this with Frank when he was here. They had to figure out something to do with that uh, Discovery River amphitheater Mm because that's such a huge space to be sitting unused right now. I mean, the only... only people that use it nowadays is people that want to eat that Raya and the last dragon ice cream cone and, and, <laughs> and have gratuitous shots of their groin <laughs> on Facebook. True. That's true. <laughs> it is used for that for now. Mm-hmm. Another announcement that was made in this blog post is we're getting a new uh, character cavalcade. Uh, Mickey, Minnie, and the friends uh, are going to be wearing their iridescent look starting on October 1st. And I I dig those outfits. I think mm-hmm. those are cool. And I'm glad to see that the ca- uh, character cavalcades will be continuing even yeah. as they open capacity and get back to, here's this word, normalcy. Normalcy. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. right. Also, also the 50th anniversary statues, I think. I, I think that's a fun gimmick. It is cool. One of the things I always enjoy walking around the hub is seeing the little statues they have around the fountains. Um, It never fails that I find one that I'm like, oh, I forgot this one was here. And actually, just yesterday when we were in Magic Kingdom, we were coming around from Tomorrowland and I found the little Dumbo uh, statue near one of the fountains. And I was like, it's so cute. These are so nice. These little touches. And yeah, these new 50th anniversary statues will be great and uh, golden and shiny and beautiful. And I'm excited for those as well. Now, uh, the uh, if I'm looking at this correctly, they'll be spread out across all four theme parks. So I assume we're going to get, as I show my shirt, Figment's my dude. I, I'm assuming we're getting a gold Figment statue, but that probably won't be in you know Magic Kingdom. That will be in Epcot, probably. Hmm. Oh, I, okay. That was something I skipped. I didn't realize they would be in all four parks. That's cool. Yeah, according to the blog, uh, there will be 50 characters total in this series of sculptures that will be displayed across all four theme parks. Well, even better. Yeah, so we can speculate who will be where. Yeah, well, I'm assuming that we're going to get Roger Rabbit in Hollywood Studios. That would be awesome, mm-hmm. actually. I hope they do. That would be cool, yeah, to have any presence of Roger Rabbit back in the, uh, Hollywood Studios would be great. Yeah. 
what would they put? The they probably Yeti do. will be will be an animal kingdom. <laughs> that would be good. They need a Joe. Joe Rogan is actually going to going to come out of retirement to develop the Yeti Golden Statue. They and the funny thing is, they should make sure it moves. <laughs> that way, he'd be like, "Look, I fixed it. I fixed a Yeti, <laughs> yeah. not the Yeti, a Yeti. This Yeti moves, and it will always move. <laughs> it's like a torch that burns forever." Um, I was just going to say they need a golden Joe Rody statue over there by No Bad Lounge. I'll take that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We yeah, Animal Kingdom really might not have a lot of iconic uh, characters they can use statues for. You know, they'll probably do a Simba. Oh, well, yeah, of course, yeah. Animal King or uh, Lion King will probably end up being the most represented of those statues. Yeah, they I can get that one guy who, uh, hey. Are y- y'all uh, ready from uh, the uh, Flight of Passage pre-show? Oh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I hate that guy. fly. God. Oh, we could get not Sigourney Weaver. A golden <laughs> a golden statue of not Sigourney Weaver over in Pandora somewhere. <laughs> Shaking hands with uh, the, sh- the river shaman. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll see. I don't know. That's interesting. I, I do think they've got more options in pretty much every other place, but... It'll be interesting to see what they choose for Animal Kingdom for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it'll, it'll probably end up being a majority Lion King. Yeah, probably strong Lion King representation, which is fine. Mm-hmm. So. Totally fine with it. Um, so talking about new and shiny, let's talk about this before we uh, run out of news time here today. Disney shared a first look at the contemporary re- contemporary resorts new newly themed Incredibles rooms. And I got to tell you, when I first heard that this was something that was happening, I didn't really have a lot of high hopes that uh, I was going to enjoy this makeover for the contemporary rooms, but I kind of feel like it looks pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Like, what they've done is they've taken this retro modern style from The Incredibles, they incorporated some touches of the characters, and by the way... They've tied in a monorail motif with these rooms as well. So you know, basically, these rooms were designed for, I mean, practically for you, Landon. You're you're the biggest Incredibles <laughs> fan probably of the group. And then, you know, mm-hmm. throw in the monorail in there. These are these are like Landon the Dawes signature rooms now. Well, now that you mentioned it, I didn't want to uh, reveal this while we were designing them. I was contacted by Disney <laughs> to get my input on these. And uh, actually, it's the top tier. You can get the Land and Don't signature room. So uh, uh, contact your local uh, vacation planner and see if you can do that. <laughs> that sounds great. Um, I think way, way too expensive. If I'm being completely honest, they even priced me out, which, which, which I thought was kind of a not cool move, but what are you going to oh, do? Yeah, that's kind of lame for sure. <laughs> um, I think my favorite touch of all of this is in the bathroom mirror. They've got a frosted monorail kind of like framing the mirror a little bit. That looks amazing. Um, I, every little detail is cool. I, it, it's like the characters are present, but it's not super over the top. Like, Oh, this is like tacky. It, you know, it, you you don't feel like you're um, walking around the grounds of like Pop Century or Var- Art of Animation per se, or like the family rooms, for example, at Art of Animation, like the Cars rooms, um, the you know the Animal, uh, the Lion King rooms. Those are like over the top themed with the characters. I mean, it's definitely there, but I feel like it's nice. It's like 
you want to you want to feel like you're at Disney when you're in a Disney resort, and this is going mm-hmm. this is definitely going to do that uh, if you're staying in one of these rooms. So I, I'm very I'm very pro this uh, redo of of the look of the contemporary rooms, and I mean I know that it's as with just about everything in the Disney community, it's kind of split people's opinions down the middle. But um, I don't know, I like it. I I really can't. I can't find anything to complain about it. I think they're sharp. You you really nailed it. They take that look of like like what fifties esque look of of the Incredibles mm-hmm. and 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 kind of put a modern spin on it. I think these are sharp looking rooms. You get the Disney theming. It doesn't beat you over the head like you're in the Little Mermaid room or something like that. It, and this looks upscale still with a Disney theme. Um, I am a big fan of that Edna Mode pillow. I want one. <laughs> uh, just 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 for my place personally. That that pillow kicks ass. <laughs> and also, like I'm a big fan of the. Uh, of the Jack Jack art that looks to be hanging in the bathroom. Like I would 1000% put that up in my place. Yeah, it is really cool. It's, it's all good. I mean, look, I know the contemporary as with all these deluxe deluxe resorts, it's super expensive. You know, not everybody can stay in these uh, rooms, especially if you have groups that are larger than four people. Well, you can't even fit in these rooms, but um, I, I mean, I, I don't, if you are a person who, you know, can afford to stay in a deluxe resort or, you know, maybe you save up your money for your, you know, once in a lifetime, go go big or go home kind of trip to Disney. I don't think you'd be disappointed in these rooms. I just think they look, Mm-mm. I think they look great. So sharp is the word that keeps coming to mind when I'm looking at these rooms. Don't say sleek. It'll trigger Frank. So. Oh, really? <laughs> don't say they I, look I, sleek. I, I was unaware that he was anti-sleek. <laughs> Yeah, go check out the Dillo's Diz. Uh, what do you? What do you? What the? Why did I just go blank? The Dillo's Diz TikTok account, um, because Frank may have ranted about the word "sleek" on their TikTok account. Um, Is it, that what people do on TikTok? That's what he did. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> well, good for Frank, I guess. He was a little bit set off, but yeah, I'm I'm positive. If you came here for for me to roast the contemporary rooms, well. It's not going to happen today. It's a positive roast. It's a positive Wait, roast. That does never mind. Um, last thing I want to mention, I, I know, as always, we've taken up too much time with the news, but I want to mention this because I think that it's, <laughs> I think this is important. And I guess this is probably still something that we can't necessarily say is like confirmed fact, 100%. We know it's happening, but it's out there. There's some smoke. So we'll see if maybe this gets some traction in the coming months. But reportedly, Disney is working to develop a new Tower of Terror movie with the one and only Black Widow herself, Scarlett Johansson. <clears throat> yeah. This is really wasn't exciting. Ex- yeah, was not expecting this news, but I, I'm i okay with this. This could be really cool. And plus, as a Tower of Terror fan, like we've speculated for a long time what is going to happen if CBS decides to pull their card and be like, hey, uh, we're we're not going to let you use the Twilight Zone IP anymore. What's going to happen to this ride? I think this is a step in the Disney being like, okay, if that does happen, we can pivot to this. And I am 1000% okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited because you're right. I think this gives legs to this idea of how do we keep the Tower of Terror with the theming that it has today 
even if we don't keep the Twilight Zone, you know, connection. Uh, because I, it doesn't say anywhere in here that necessarily this is going to be a Twilight Zone movie. Mm-mm, no. So it could just be a totally separate thing. And, you know, we have seen that if a movie based on an attraction is popular, that movie, even if the movie came out after the attraction, that movie can influence the attraction going forward. And I could totally see them making some changes so that, you know, you subtly take away that Twilight Zone motif and then weave in the fact that this is now, you know, associated with this very popular Scarlett Johansson vehicle, which, by the way, she's not only producing, she will be starring in it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what could go wrong? I mean, you could you could take a terror, uh, an elevator that's broken. I guess that could go wrong, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that 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 would be wrong. <laughs> um, I mean, like, if if it does get to the point where they do take away the Twilight Zone theming, like, I will miss the Rod uh, Rod Serling introduction. Well, quote unquote, Rod Serling. Um, but I, again, I don't hate this idea. Now, we did get a uh, TV movie of Tower of Terror back in the what '90s, starring uh, Kirsten. Dunce and Steve Gutenberg, I yeah, believe. Correct. And and that didn't exactly set the world on fire. But at the same time, I think the idea of the Tower of Terror is such a cool idea. The story that they do tell while you're on the ride, while you experience this attraction. And I I'm okay with this. I it it, it in worst case scenario, this movie comes out, nobody goes and sees it, and the attraction stays. Just the way it is. That's that's the worst case scenario in this situation. Yeah, I agree. But at the very least, I'm taking it as a sign of Disney isn't trying to, you know, weave in Guardians of the Galaxy or or something Marvel (laughs) into this attraction here on the East Coast because they're at least going to try one more time to see if they can get this Tower of Terror movie going. And, And if it works, then I think the Tower of Terror theming will be in place for the foreseeable future. So. Yeah, if if you're a fan of Tower of Terror, this should make you feel good because this, like Jay points out, does kind of give the Tower of Terror another lease on life, and it it does signal that we're, uh, Disney's not thinking about replacing it with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Yeah, or so I do think it would be kind of funny that uh, that uh, another member of the MCU yeah. makes their way into the Tower <laughs> of Terror, and it's not the Guardians. Yeah, that's pretty. That would be pretty funny. Um, I had previously heard that there was a, a little bit of speculation that if they did do a Marvel overlay, it would actually have been Doctor Strange on this particular tower. Hmm. Um, but I would prefer it to stay Tower of Terror. So let's yes. let's all go see this movie. Buy the tickets. <laughs> if it's on Disney Plus with Premier Access, just do it. Bite the bullet. Do it. Watch it early and often. Yeah, show Bobby Chaps that we like Tower of Terror. It's going to be, just so you know, it'll be written by Toy Story 4 director and Inside Out writer Josh Cooley. So Okay, I like one of those movies. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's got that Pixar pedigree, so I don't know. I'm excited. And, you know, on the horizon, we've got Jungle Cruise getting ready to come out very soon. Um, I'm excited for that movie as well. You, you, you basically, you take the formula of what they basically tried to do with Haunted Mansion. You get some kind of megastar, take a popular attraction, put those two things together and make a movie that hopefully, you know, sells a bunch of tickets and people enjoy. Um, It doesn't always go as planned, unfortunately. And that is going to lead us to Landon's segment today. 
Well, uh, kind of piggybacking off the announcement that Scarlett Johansson is going to be starring and producing a uh, new movie based on a Disney attraction, that put an idea in my head. Because for every Pirates of the Caribbean movie and franchise, we have a handful of other movies based on Disney attractions that kind of were middling at best to flat out terrible at worst. And that brings us to this week's edition of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break. Each week, we'll have three items that are similar to each other, whether it be attractions, snacks, shows, movies in this case, and then we will rank them. If you want to fast pass something, this is your top choice, something you definitely do not want to miss out on. If you want to stand by something, it's not your top choice, but it's still something you'd be willing to wait in line for. And if you want to snack break something, well, you might go grab a snack while your party does this, but you are cool and you'll hold on to the bags and or purses. So once again, with the news of the new Tower of Terror movie coming out, I want to know which movie based on a Disney attraction you think should get a new version. And this week we're talking to Dinosaur, Haunted Mansion, and Country Bear Jamboree. So uh, we got some answers in the Discord, also on Facebook. But since we do want to uh, give a shout out to our patrons, we are going to get our patrons' answers first. So, uh, Captain Monorail, why don't you kick us off? I will. And I want to start this by saying, Landon, I don't think you did this to, you know, on purpose just to hurt my feelings. But I feel like there's a chance that it was in the back of your mind, knowing that I have a soft spot in my heart for the Haunted Mansion movie. You wanted people to take pot shots of that thing just to, you know, just to stab and poke at me just a little bit. Just a little no, bit. No, if that was true, I wouldn't have included Country Bear Jamboree, which when we, like, spoiler alert, I do not think highly of that movie. So. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. It does look also, better. also, somebody speculated that you were going to try and throw me into the penalty box for it. I just want to say I am unthrowing the pen- <laughs> penalty boxable. So, Oh, don't underestimate the power of the penalty box, Landon, the dust. No, bring it on, Blink. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, well, our first response in the Discord came from our friend Amanda... And she had to reread the question a few times. This one, <laughs> this one, few it did throw a few people for a loop just because you kind of had to think about. Um, usually, fast pass is like your favorite thing, but in this case, it's which one really was the crappiest, and we want you know the redo to come the fastest. So from yeah, that, yeah, there's there's definitely a better way I could have phrased it, but you know. <laughs> I didn't, so That's here okay. we are. A lot of people took this in some different directions, and you know what? That's fine. We'll see how it goes. So uh, here's Amanda's answer. She says, Fast Pass, Haunted Mansion, could use a fun update. Stand by Country Bear. I don't think I've ever seen this, so a new movie would be fun. And Snack Break Dinosaur. Don't touch this because it inspired the ride, and I love it. So in her mm-hmm. opinion, Dinosaur or the movie, just fine. No reason to redo it, but she really wants a redo of Haunted Mansion. So Amanda... You're in the penalty box. Just, wow. Just wow. Kidding. Off to a hot just start. <laughs> just kidding. It's Don't fair. be throwing our patrons in uh, in there, except Adam. Adam can always go into the <laughs> it's penalty true. box. Okay. All right. Next up, we got Lexi. Wow. I like this, but I have a feeling there may be many penalty box peeps because this fast pass standby snack break is a little more complicated. The question is, who deserves a new movie? Lexi's a uh, fast passing country bears. Hands down, there isn't even a question about it. What even happened in this movie? It was awkward, uncomfortable the whole way through and despite the title if there was 
barely, oh. if any, references to the actual attraction. I like that. Points! Um, <laughs> a complete and utter miss that needs to be rectified immediately. While the attraction is dated, I'm frankly appalled that by the fact that, quote, blood on the saddle is nowhere in this movie. I nominate this movie to be locked in the vault <laughs> indefinitely. <laughs> Let's all do Disney a favor and pretend it never happened. Stand by Haunted Mansion. While this movie isn't horrendous, based off the ride, it does deserve better. The ride is so good, it's a hard act to follow up. However, the use of both the headless Dapper Dans and Madame Leota is pretty slick. I would like to see a redo, but not necessarily 100%. Snack Break, Dinosaur. While not my favorite, I think this is the best movie of the three included here, and therefore does not need to be redone. What an intriguing take on the game where the snack break is actually the best. I do have to say, however, that Diz does need to make a decision on Dinoland, either pay attention to it or retheme it, something amazing. I'm almost disturbed with how ignored Dinoland has become. I am game to root for it or replace it, but right now the limbo of abandonment just makes me sad. It's all in the theming. They're just trying to make it feel even more like a crappy roadside attraction. Just ignore it. Let it rot. <laughs> wow. That is some Disney apologist crap right there. I know. That's what people this say. This is how Walt envisioned it. <laughs> he never envisioned oh. Dino Land, let's be honest. <laughs> so uh, that's funny. Great job, Lexi. Those were great yeah, answers. Yeah. Strong answer. Lexi is my favorite member of the Monorail family. <laughs> On to theme park Rob. He's going to fast pass this miserable existence called Country Bears. I vaguely remember when it came out and we tried to watch it on Disney Plus, but nope, couldn't do it. It is a grinding from the start and it really could have great potential. Stand by Haunted Mansion. We love this movie. We watch it occasionally. Jennifer Tilly as Madame Leota was perfectly cast. The whole cast actually is pretty great. To see it remade with current technology, yeah, it would be awesome. And Snack Break Dinosaur. This movie needs no work, no remake, no recasting. It's a fun story that flows in typical Disney style. So first off, I want to say, Rob, I'm we're, we're pretty much on the same page here. I mean, just spoiler alert, I know we're going to get to our answers if I even remember to do that at the end of the show. <laughs> um, but I, I, I love every piece of his reasoning here. Um, and the thing about it is, I, I have one question. Could they make a good movie on Country Bear Jamboree? I don't know. Like, I really don't know if you could. I just don't know. <laughs> um, Not to get too spoilery with our answers, but that is a fair question yeah. to ask. And somebody might ask that question themselves. Yeah. Um, and then, finally, it, it surprises me. I have seen Dinosaur. It's been a very long time, but I feel like I remember people really not liking that movie that much. But at least so far... Um, with our responses to the game this week, people enjoy that movie. So <laughs> I think I need to revisit it. it. It did not return at the box office what Disney was hoping. It wasn't as critically acclaimed as Disney was hoping, which is why, I mean, there was some heavy tie-in from the movie to the attraction, and that's kind of why it never really moved past Dinosaur or, dinosaur or Countdown to Extinction. Hmm. Okay. That's interesting. Which well, actually countdown to extinction came before. Never mind. Different, different topic for a different podcast. Next up, it's going to be Adam Fast Pass Haunted Mansion. It's such a beloved ride that it deserves a proper movie or movies. Imagine movies about each of the different haunted mansions around the world. Also, Eddie Murphy is so funny, but he didn't really deliver the funny in that movie. He was just 
odd. Standby Dinosaur. Imagine if Disney had a real dinosaur set movie similar to Jurassic Park. They have the ability to, and everybody loves dinosaurs. That is factually correct. Everybody <laughs> loves dinosaurs. And Snack Break Country Bears. It's a fun movie on its own, even though it really has nothing to do with the show. And I'm not sure the public needs a new Country Bear movie <laughs> right now. How do we know what the Fair public point. needs? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we wanted a Country Bear movie to begin with, let alone a new one. <laughs> okay. All right. Now on to a Main Street Electrical Arcade. This is our friend Eric. Uh, he said, Fast Pass Haunted Mansion. I'm not a fan of the original by any means, but love the ride, and I think there's potential for an Adams Family slash Goosebumps-esque fun macabre romp here, or maybe even some Guillermo del Toro-style weirdness. Mm. Yeah. Standby, Dinosaur, loved the ride, tried to watch the movie a couple times, and it just kind of dull. Would love to see something closer to the ride where a screw-up scientist tries to save a rare dinosaur and maybe mucks up the time in process. Either way, I think there's something to work with. And then, Snack Break Country Bears. I know this show has its fan base. I saw it for the first time ever in 2020 and was absolutely be bewildered this is still a thing that exists in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> in one of the best theme parks in the world. The only way I think a movie works at all for this property is if it's super self-aware and meta and pulls off pulls that off flawlessly, which seems like an impossible ask. Let it die. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Eric uh, taking no prisoners this week. And, uh, you know, I, I think he realized he was stepping on some treacherous ground when we started this discussion this week because I let him know pretty early. Watch yourself, sir. I actually really like the Haunted Mansion. But, uh, Eric isn't afraid to step on the uh, step on those lines. Eric is a habitual line stepper, and I respect <laughs> okay. that. And even though I didn't read his answer, he's my favorite member of the Monroe family, <laughs> just like Adam, and also just like my favorite member, Lewis. Because, oh boy, last week you reminded us that Disney World is almost always awesome. Looking at you, Barges. But this week, it makes me question how they survived pumping money into these films. I've only seen Haunted Mansion, oddly enough, last Halloween, while it Dollywood waiting for the lights to be lit and it isn't the worst thing in the world but it isn't good a good spooky version that doesn't try to explain everything in the attraction would be great I hope the Jungle Cruise doesn't do that either so fast pass it okay country bear talk to people uh, talk to my people and make the, this one happen fast the other two are complete mysteries to me I think though it would be more likely to go a country bear film it looked even passable as a film. I can wait for this for a long time, but it could be worth the standby time. Dinosaur looks and sounds bad, so leave it while I'm out for the snack. For a lot of snacks. Okay. And now we move on to our friend Kevin. He says, I'm keeping my streak of only seeing two out of three. <laughs> He's fast passing Haunted Mansion. If this was asked to a five-year-old Kevin, this would be a very different answer. Now that I'm older, I'm not scared of this ride. You'll still never catch me on Tower of Terror. It's one of the classics <laughs> that you can't miss. Stand by. I'm 99% sure I've never seen, or I'm 99% sure I've seen Country Bear movie, and now, as an adult, I wonder how this didn't terrify every child. <laughs> I haven't seen the Country Bear Jamboree in many years, but I know it has a cult following, especially on Diz Twitter. And then Snack Break Dinosaur, which feels like the kid on your baseball team that everyone knows is the worst, but you still keep him around for team morale. So... <laughs> Basically, I think Kevin did the old uh, flip flopperoo here, and if I'm reading this correctly, it seems to me that he thinks dinosaurs the one that most needs to be remade. Do you agree? 
I think that's true. Because he said good things about Haunted Mansion. But at the same time, he said good things about Haunted Mansion, the attraction, but the movie could have done more. Yeah, so, I guess so, that's true. So, I mean, maybe he flip-flopped from the way other people went, but I, I think that's a fair open interpretation to this week's Fast Pass Stand by Stand Okay, break. all right, fair enough. I just read it wrong. That's why well, I'm not, that's why I'm not the uh, you know the presiding you know judge over this whole thing. I'm just the dude. Your gimmick is throwing people into the penalty box. I call you Judge Jen. I think <laughs> you have to be the overall presi- But anyway, next up is my favorite member of the Monroe family. It's MK Mike. I'm assuming MK stands for Magic Kingdom, or it could be Mortal Kombat. I'm this is Mortal Kombat Mike. Uh, he says this is an interesting one. He's got a fast pass Country Bear Jamboree. Reason was that movie was such a disappointment for me. I always loved the attraction. However, that movie is steaming garbage. Yes a solid redo is needed. Stand by Haunted Mansion. I love the attraction. The movie was good, not outstanding. It was a weak... It was weak in the moments where it felt like they were forcing the comedy instead of just making a great movie about an iconic ride. And then Snack Break, Dinosaur. I think this movie is eye candy. I've watched it many times and love how visually stunning it is. It's Snack Break in this case is because of the three. It's the best and I would want a reboot, so to speak. So... Um, we got Steamboat Kev here, who basically just dittoed Lexi. So, I will just say, Steamboat Kev dittoed Lexi. He said, uh, great take, um, he said, he thinks Lexi had a great take on this that mirrors what he was thinking, so he'll make it quick. Fast Pass Country Bears, what was this? Uh, (laughs) Stand By Haunted Mansion, wasn't great, wasn't horrible, and Snack Break Dinosaur. Let's go ride just thinking about it. Okay. So uh, I think that's the Discord answers for the week. Yes, um, those are all our Discord answers. So we'll head over to the Morning Monorail Family Facebook group and uh, see if we can get a couple answers off that. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, my favorite member of the Monorail, Sarah. Uh, I haven't seen Country Bears or Haunted Mansion, but I'm one of the few people who actually liked Dinosaur. So fast pass Haunted Mansion because I think they could do something really cool with an updated movie. Stand by Country Bears just because this is the only spot available. I could honestly care less about ever seeing this or getting an updated version and snack break dinosaur. I like the original, so don't touch it. Hopefully I followed the rules correctly. This was a bit of a confusing one. Yes, it was. And I apologize. And I've had a long day at work. So (laughs) long days at work are no excuse, Sarah. No, uh, though, a, a solid excuse is when the guy who puts this together was about as clear as mud. So yeah, well, you know, fair, that's that's a fair. You're fair just excuse. keeping people on their toes. And I, I think that's fine. <laughs> I think that's fine. Um, all right. I'm going to read. Um, I'm going to read my friend Michael Matande right here. It my- wouldn't be a uh, fast pass standby snack break if you didn't read Michael's. answer. That's right. So. so I've got to do it. It's it's uh, implied in uh, in my mandate. So. <laughs> He says, Fast Pass, The Country Bears, Jamboree. A new movie could erase the dumpster fire that was the existing movie. Furthermore, this would do wonders to extend the life of the existing attraction because something tells me its days are numbered. I don't know. I don't know. Stand by Dinosaur. The original movie was pretty darn good. However, a new movie would still be nice as to make the the ride more relevant. And Snack Break, The Haunted Mansion. This movie needs a new version the least. The Haunted Mansion was a decent movie, and the attraction is in no danger. Fair enough. I mean, 
if we're thinking that the movie is what is going to like save the attraction, that's an interesting kind of take on it. And I and I totally understand like this ranking. It makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Especially if we are using that mind frame that the movie will save the attraction. The Haunted Mansion is in no yeah, danger of going, going anywhere. anywhere. Yeah. yeah, that's that's one of those attractions that brings people to the park. So, all right. Well, that is this week's Fast Pass standby snack break, uh, except for Jay and I's answers. I apologize again because this was a very confusing question to ask. And I even kind of confused myself as you're going to see in our answers. <laughs> but before we get to my answer, Jay, why don't you uh, lay it on us? Okay. So I think I would fast pass Dinosaur personally because I do think that that movie probably needs an update. I think it could extend the longevity of the ride. I really like Michael Matande's take on on kind of looking at it from that perspective. And it was one that, you know, it's always kind of been on my periphery. I've never heard great things about it. I've never watched it all the way through. But I just know with the technology we have today and understanding that the ride is at a point where it could use an update. I mean, that pre-show is dated as all get out. Uh, <laughs> even though I love seeing Felicia Rashad, uh, it's it's just yeah, it's probably time to to maybe get another Doctor Seeker in there and and do a little bit more and and start updating some of those animatronics. So if if it would lead to a refresh of all of it, then I'm gonna fast pass Dinosaur. Um, I'm going to stand by Country Bear Jamboree. This is probably one of those that is just going here by default. I don't. Again, I ask the question: Do we even need a Country Bear Jamboree movie? Probably not. It doesn't really make sense to me why we would want to start a franchise based on this attraction. But I don't necessarily think the attraction is in danger because I do think it's one of those things that's a classic Walt Disney World attraction. They don't have it in Disneyland anymore. I would be pretty surprised if it was removed from Walt Disney World because I think that people, at least to you know to this point um, in Disney World's existence still go there from a nostalgia perspective. And, it, you know, it's fun. It's not terrible. If, if you haven't done Country Bear Jamboree in a while, um, I, not, I mean, maybe it scares some people, I guess, after reading some of these answers, <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think it's fun. Like, if, if you get any kind of weird enjoyment out of going to, like, a Chuck E. Cheese, then I think <laughs> Country Bear Jamboree can be fun. Um, and that means I'm going to snack break Condon Mansion. But here's the thing. I love. I do love that movie. I realize that most people don't think it's great. I think some people forget that the ride itself is kind of schizophrenic because you go in the ride, it's intense and scary, and then by the time you get thrown out of the attic into the graveyard, it's just goofy and silly and and you know fun. This movie reflects that in a lot of ways because it has some intense things, but a lot of times it's just like silly and cornball. the 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 performances to me are over the top but i love the fact that eddie murphy is like totally bought in to this movie like it it doesn't to me feels like he's mailing it in at all i think he actually tried to do a good job in this movie um and i think the kids do great so i don't know like i've watched that movie i probably you know embarrassing to say i've probably watched it more than like 15 20 times at this point because to me it's almost like a, a comfort movie i can put it on uh, and just let it roll. Um, it's got enough of the attraction that it does feel like kind of a warm blanket to wrap around myself and just kind of kick back and enjoy it. Maybe I'm, you know, playing on my phone or distracting myself in another way while it's on, but I get enough out of it that it just feels good to me. So 
I like the Haunted Mansion movie. I don't think they need to really worry about redoing it. And uh, that's what I'm sticking to. So snack break, Haunted Mansion. Okay. I, I like your uh, reasons and justifications. I'm going to kind of go in a different way. I'm going to end up fast-passing Haunted Mansion, which is ironic because this is the best of the three movies listed out. You talked about how you feel like there's enough of the attraction in the movie. Me as a Haunted Mansion honk, I want more of the attraction in the movie. I, I didn't I didn't hate any of the performances. I, I didn't feel like Eddie Murphy phoned it, and he was fine enough, but I want more of that backstory, more of that lore. I want more of the 99 or 999 haunts that do live in the haunted mansion. But again, that's just coming from a haunted mansion fanboy. So I can, I can see why it ended up, I think taking the most snack break spots, because even I'll admit this is the best movie of the three, uh, in this week's game, I'm going to stand by dinosaur, which is kind of surprising because I started a small firestorm in the Patreon discord this week when I said, uh, dinosaur, the ride is trash. <laughs> Because it is. And I do think that with the uh, updated technology, a new dinosaur movie could give this attraction a shot in the arm or convince Disney to take care of their daggone dinosaurs because some of those dinosaurs in the ride itself look really, really, really bad. Like even even fans of the dinosaur ride, you have to admit that there are some models where it's like, okay, did y'all just carry this over from that Ellen ride at Epcot because it looks that bad. And plus the Jerkosaurus is a Jerkosaurus. And then I'm going to snack break country bear jamboree because we didn't need a country bear jamboree movie in the first place. And we don't need another one. Yeah. There. Plain and simple. Yep. You could convince me that I probably should have put haunted mansion in the, the standby slot instead of snack break, because I would rather if they were going to redo something, I would rather it be haunted mansion rather than country bears. And now that I, now that you have framed it that way, I think that's probably true, but yeah. But again, it's like, we talked about it several times throughout this segment. There are different ways you can look at these three movies and frame them in, in the way you think, and then still see where people who frame them in a different way are coming. Like I, I went in one direction, but I see why everybody ranked what they did the mm -hmm. way they did. Mm -hmm. Like this was a very open to interpretation edition. That's fast standby snack break. And we interpreted it. Yep. That's we definitely we interpreted it. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't necessarily agree with you about dinosaur being total garbage. But it's not even the best dinosaur ride in Orlando. You keep saying that. When's the last time you rode the the River Journey? Because it's just that one also could use updates. It's not Jurassic World, which is over in California. I, I do agree. It could use an update, but at the same time, that finale blows dinosaur out of the water. No pun intended. Mm. Seeing Rexy come out of the falls. <laughs> yes, please and thank you. Well. The rest of it is just fine. And uh, and also if you don't want to get soaked, I would rather be on dinosaur. Yeah, that 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 is kind of a downside of of, of river journey. You you can get drenched head to toe. So. Now, if you want to say the best dinosaur ride in Orlando is Velocicoaster, now we now we're talking. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. I've yet to ride Velocicoaster unlike some people on this podcast, but still it's like I, I will say uh, River Journey, some of the models do look kind of ragged. But again, that finale, like still one of the top five moments of all attractions in my life. Hmm. 
Okay. I'll never forget me and me and Tyler were on that ride, and you 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 hear over the loudspeaker, the T Rex is in the building. You're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. The waterfalls just stops, and you see this looming monster come out of the darkness and get what feels like inches away from your face when you hit that drop. Mm. <laughs> yeah. All right. Fair enough. Sorry, I, we just turned this into ultimate universal talk or ut, but I... Mm, mm, mm. That's okay. Jurassic. Mm, mm. We all have That's our all. reasons for the things that we like, and I'm not going to say that you're wrong. I'm just going to say I have other opinions. That's all. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, a fantastic round of standby, fast pass, and snack break, and I put it backwards, but that's okay. Um <laughs> You at, least, at least you remembered what was in the title. Yeah, I got all the pieces. They were just rearranged because I'm being creative. Um, <laughs> but you always manage to run a, a fine game, sir. Um, we talked about this just in text over over the week, and I was thinking, I have so many ideas for some different things that we could put into the show, but we never have time for it. So I had proposed that maybe we start doing like alternating weeks. Um, and also this gives a little more time to get more answers in as well. So, I mean, as long as you're on board with it, I think next week I'm going to bring in an alternate ending third segment or second segment, whatever it ends up being of the show. And then, so people won't see a fast pass standby snack break this coming week, but we will have one the week after. So yeah, and and like I said in text, this is a very long roundabout way to say you hate and you're jealous of Fast Pass Standby Snack Break, but that's fine. That's totally fine. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I I think that it's very good. I know people love it. I know they love the interaction, and we love sharing their responses here on the show. Um, but I just can't figure out where we're going to jam in all this goodness. And again, I'm not trying to make Zack Snyder's morning monorail. Um, that's not what I'm going for. So. Even though week after week, we get close to an hour and a half these days. Mm-hmm. Never fails. <laughs> Once again, at uh, platinum level, unobtainium, a nine-hour podcast. <laughs> so. And that will not be edited, just FYI. That will not be edited. Before we get to the plugs today, I did want to remind people that we do have a contest going on right now as we speak. It is wrapping up Wednesday night, so if you have not already done so... I need you to email me your cocktail recipes. That's right. We are doing a Morning Monorail podcast signature cocktail challenge. The details were all shared last week. I've also shared on the socials. I'll reshare it this week so you can easily find it. I'll do it as you're hearing this on Monday. Um, I'll reshare those details so you can find it if you haven't already submitted your recipes. But again, we're looking for a morning cocktail, an evening cocktail. A question came up to me about like, are there really a lot of options for the morning cocktail? And I say yes, because you can go orange juice or grapefruit juice. You could go, you know, tomato juice if you want to do like a Bloody Mary thing. You could go coffee because by the way, one of the members of this podcast is a coffee addict, at least one of us. (laughs) Um, So if you want to do some sort of a coffee drink, so there are options for that morning. Tons drink. of options. Or or you could go the mindset of me. It's never too early to start just drinking hooch at uh, like 530 in the morning. So so go wild. Go wild. Yeah. And submit those recipes by 1159 p.m. Eastern on June 30th, which is Wednesday, to mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. Please, please, please make sure that you include your recipes, why you chose the ingredients that you chose and, uh, you know, we'll be picking finalists, the, um, three finalists uh, from each category, from the uh, morning and the evening 
recipes that we will be trying on a live show on Friday, July 9th at 8 p.m. Eastern on the YouTube and on the Facebook. So make sure you're in the, at least in the Morning Monorail Family Facebook, or make sure you're subscribed to the Morning Monorail on YouTube so you know when we go live. I'm excited. I'm re- We've gotten some good ones already. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And actually, Lee, we mentioned him earlier in the podcast. He decided not even to participate in the challenge. He just shared some recipes that he came up with just for free for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of them was a Bloody Mary uh, that I'm looking forward to giving a shot to. Yeah. So go check those out. They're on the Facebook if you want to see what Lee shared uh, just out there for everybody who wants to maybe do a little pre-gaming leading up to this big, <laughs> exciting conclusion of the Morning Monorail podcast signature cocktail challenge. Something we haven't done in a while is come up with these ridiculously long names. Um, I'm excited that we're back to it once again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tradition that just won't die. It's a tradition unlike any other. No, that, don't say that. We're going to get sued by the masters now. That's the masters. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. They're very litigious, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just like the superb owl. You can't say that. Exactly. <laughs> or the big game. The big game. Yeah. Well, this is the big game of cocktail contest. So make sure you get in there. And remember the winners, each winner, one one winner each for the morning and the evening will receive a $50 Disney gift card. Ooh. Disney dollar dues. You know you want them. Um, I want to say thank you. We did get another uh, review on iTunes this week as well. So um, this one I didn't get to share last week. It's a brand new review from CTB1010. A, a generic name, but thank you, CTB1010. <laughs> the title is You're the Best. Five stars. Your podcast is the best Disney podcast ever. I've listened to every episode and can hardly wait for Monday for a fresh new podcast. I feel like you're being sarcastic, but I'll take it anyway, CTB1010. <laughs> thank you. Still counts. It's five stars. Yeah, Still thank counts. you. Thank you. Very kind words. Appreciate that. And again, if you want to share a review on iTunes, we will read it here and thank you personally because it means a lot and it helps mm-hmm. us. It helps us to get found by people out there searching for good Disney content. And uh, it's just, you know what? It's an honor that we get to do this for you guys. It's an honor that you share your feedback and that you tell people about us and make sure that you're following us on us, all the socials so that you get all the content. We are at Morning Monorail on Twitter. We're Morning Monorail basically everywhere. If you want to go Instagram, if you want to go on... Uh, we don't have a TikTok. <laughs> but we're Morning Monorail on Facebook. The website's morningmonorail.com. We've got a voicemail that you can call. We've got the email, mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. We're all over the place. And we love interacting with you throughout the week. Don't forget about that Patreon. Uh, you can join. It's patreon.com slash morningmonorail. Three different tiers for you to check out if you're interested in joining. And lots of content being planned and cooked up for you coming very, very soon on that Patreon. Landon. We also got a T Public store. Uh, head over uh, to tpublic.com. Search for Morning Monorail Podcast to get your very own Morning Monorail merchandise. It seems like T Public is always running a sale or yeah. running a sale every other week. So if you've been on the fence waiting to get some swag, uh, keep an eye out over there. You can save a little bit of money and look good to doing so. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for that one. I typically tend to forget that. There is a link on the morningmonorail.com website to the merch that'll take you right to the T Public. And I added a Patreon link too. It's all there. Oh, and I made a link tree finally. So if you are following us on Twitter, um, there's a link. If you can click on the link tree and it's got everything, everything. 
Wow. Wow. A link tree, you say. One-stop shop for all the links. Yeah. Mm, mm. Like being efficient. I mean, I try sometimes. But, Lana, do you have a link tree? No. No, I don't. Don't, right. don't even know what a link tree is. I mean, L-A-N-D-O-Z, please go follow me, Landon Doan. I'm the best, Landon Doan, not the rest. That's where you can follow me on Twitter, 280 characters at a time. I also appear on the Phil Show, News Talk 987, W-O-K-I, News 987.com, streaming worldwide, uh, available on the iHeartRadio app and the News Talk 987 app as well. Uh, in addition to appearing on the Phil Show, I'm going to be doing some hosting duties this week, Wednesday 9 to 10 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that's AM, by the way. And then on Friday, July the 2nd, I believe, I'm going to be hosting from 8 to 10. So fun times will be had by most, if not all, I hope, anyway. So uh, listen, again, streaming worldwide at Newstalk987.com. And also, uh, we uh, have a phone line. So if you want to call in and uh, talk random Disney stuff and make my listeners angry, I encourage you to do so, please. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they get mad about Disney talk? I don't, I, I really don't know. I've had to yell at some of them. It's like, like, like people get angry over the dumbest crap. So yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. Don't yell at Landon. Don't get mad, but definitely listen to the Phil show. Newstalk987.com streaming everywhere. Make sure you're doing it and make sure that you're joining us tonight. We've got an all new morning monorail happy hour live on the YouTube and the Morning Monorail Facebook group. So 8.30 tonight, make sure you're joining us if you're listening on June 28th. We're doing these every other week. So if you miss it this week, you can join us next, not next week, but the week after. So um, we're looking at, I'll give you the date. It's not going to be July 5th. It will be, let me skip ahead here. We're still in June. It's not, it'll be July 12th. Yeah, I was just making sure I was right about the (laughs) the 5th. So yeah, you, probably pr- probably good to be accurate on your on your dates. Yeah. So the twelfth and the twenty sixth of July, we'll do that, um, and it's a good time. It's you know we just talk some random stuff. We'll definitely talk Disney stuff. We share drinks. I share a link in the Monorail Family Facebook group for people who want to jump in and be pulled into that stream. That could be you. You could talk to us live on video with a drink in your hand. There's no better way to do it. So uh, look forward to talking to you there. And until then, we'll see you on the socials. But don't forget, always thank a cast member. Mm -hmm. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. And have a magical week, my friends. We love you all. Bye-bye. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for riding with us today. You can find us on the socials at Morning Monorail. The website is morningmonorail.com and the email is mondaymorningmonorail at gmail.com. You can also call our voicemail 407-917-2144. Thank you so much for being part of the Monorail family. We'll see you next time.